There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. One, two, ready, let's say it. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. Real big. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing for just one more second. One quick scripture I want us to look up. One quick scripture, Proverbs eleven twenty four. 24. Title of this message is inspired by a song. Some of y'all, my Motown generation would know it. Just go and tell them the title. Just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. there's some stuff. You got to give it up. Proverbs eleven twenty four. Y'all got it? One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Somebody said they gave it up. They gave it up. <laughs> they never say got to give it up. Say another withholds what he should give. Look at somebody else, a third person. Say he didn't give it up. And since he didn't give it up, Bible says he only suffers want. Now, let me read it like I want to read it. One gives freely. Say, that's me. And he grows all the richer. That means he flourishes. Rich here doesn't mean cash, cars, and clothes. Flourish simply means there is no need. Say, that's where I'm at in 2019. Say, there is no need in my life of any kind. Another withholds what he should give. Say, he didn't give it up. And he only suffers want. Look at me. If you lack this year, it's going to be because of what you didn't give up. So lay, the, lay your hands on yourself. Say your first, middle, and last name. No, your government first, middle, and last name. Say in 2019, don't let anything keep you from being a giver. Because in your sowing will come your surge. In your faithful giving will be how you flourish. Only the people who believe you won't suffer any need or have any need of any way in 2019, put a praise on that right there. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, speak to us now. Give us clarity that we might move and walk in those things that you have ordained in this year of manifestation. In Jesus' name, everybody in the church said, 
Amen. It's the last message of this series we're in called Fruitful to give some practicality to what's been prophesied. You should know well by now that the number nine is the number of birthing. In other words, it's a number where something comes to light. Something that you've been sitting on is finally going to be seen. Something that you've been working on, watch this, is finally going to be revealed. Can I tell you, most of the time in life, we spend a lot of our lives in preparation. And the majority of the time that we experience in life, we're preparing for something that is to come. Do you not know that a football team will practice all week for a game that's less than all of their practices? But if they do not prepare, they won't be prepared to win. If they don't take the time to get their stuff together, they're not going to be able to win. Can I tell somebody the last several years of your life have been practice? The last several years of your life have been preparation because 2019, somebody say, it's game time. It's game time. Yeah, you were learning who not to trust, who not to be around. You were learning who not to bring in your circle. You were learning what not to get depressed about, what not to be discouraged about. Watch this. You were able to birth an entirely new version of yourself. You had to prepare for a long time. But baby, it's game time. The stage has been set for you. And God says, I have prepared for you a table in the very midst. Watch this. Up your enemies. But you're not going to be worried about your enemies because this is the year of birthing. This is the year of manifestation. But then it is also the number of the completion of a cycle, that a, a seed ends a cycle. And we've talked about how cycles mean circles because you're busy, but you're not productive. And I need you to understand in life that God is not interested in us just being busy, but not being productive. God wants us to have something to show. Say, I need something to show. Say, I got to be fruitful. Uh-huh. And then thirdly, uh, the number nine uh, is the number of fruitfulness. So this, this series has been designed to not just prophesy and say something great. This series has been designed to equip you so you can do something great. This is not going to be the year where, watch this, you're going to be trying to run out of 2019 like some of you were in 2018. You're going to say, God, can I please have another day like Joshua said. Uh, let, don't let the sun go down because I haven't handled my enemies yet. Can I prophesy to your 2019? You ain't going to be running to get out of this year. You're going to saying God can I have a couple of more days because I'm not quite done yet Joshua he was knocking his enemy down he was whooping their head and when he was beating them down he looks up to God and said God the sun's going down and I need you to keep the sun make it stand still because I haven't yet had vengeance on my enemies I'm going to tell you woe unto everybody that did you dirty Woe unto everybody who tried to scandalize your name. Woe unto everybody that tried to put their foot on your neck. Because God says in 2019, I'm going to let them get... Uh-huh. Somebody say, this is my year of fruitfulness. So on Sunday, we learned that we, uh, we must live our life as givers because hashtag faithful givers do what? Faithful givers do what? And I gave you three points. I want to go deeper in those tonight. Number one, we get to give. Now, I want to go deeper. So let's go deeper, Bishop. Not faithfully giving carries a curse, and a curse is an empowerment to fail so that, watch this, God won't love you less, but you'll live a lesser life. Now, remember, that on Sunday's message, we dealt with more, just like tonight, we're going to deal with more than just financial giving. That's a part of it, but that's not all of it. Got it? We have to live our lives as givers. Say, I live to give. You need to see yourself as a distribution channel. 
You need to see yourself as a river, not a reservoir. You need to see yourself as a conduit that God could get something through. Could it be that God doesn't give you anything because he can't trust you to get it to somebody else? Ah. Could it be that God says the reason that you have been, watch this, constrained is because I cannot trust you to be a conduit. And so since I can't trust you to be a sower of seed, I had to overlook you to give it to somebody else that you don't think was qualified, but I knew that they weren't going to be stingy with it. They were going to release it. I'm going to need you to not be stingy in 2019. I'm going to need you to not be selfish in 2019. I'm going to need you to look at yourself as a river that God can get something through. So we looked at this on Sunday uh, that uh, in Malachi chapter 3 verses 8 uh, through 10. It says this in English Standard Version. Will a man rob God yet you're robbing me. Robbery is very different than being a thief. A thief is in secret. A robber is in public. Okay. So robbery means everybody saw you come in here and steal it. You just didn't care. God calls it robbery when we're not faithful givers. And remember, we're dealing with finances. We're going to deal with more than that. He calls it robbery. Now, but you say, how have we robbed you? And then God said, I want to make this very plain. Not in love and admiration. He says, in your, read it. Okay, contributions there means offerings. Now, verse 9, look at what God says. Okay, this in bishop form is what God says. Because see, I'm going to need this not to be on you this year. What's a curse? An empowerment to fail. What does an empowerment to fail mean? It means no matter how hard you try, it's empowered to do one thing. Watch this. Even when it looks like you're going up, when there's a curse at work, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, something will come and knock it down. Were you ever the type, watch this, where when you, anybody play Jenga? Y'all remember you building your block, you doing your blocks on Jenga and all that? And then you had that one relative, that one family member that would come in there and knock it down? Okay, maybe you can't relate. And maybe you grew up uh, next to the ocean, and so you build your little sand castles, and you had your whole little sand community? None. Nobody? Okay. Let's go to another analogy. Um, <coughs> you built your fort. Okay. You built your little fort, had your clothes all out, and you had your little comforter sets and all of this building your fort. And then you had one person who would come in and just knock it all down. You saw some ants. Oh, I got in your business. Thank you. They got quiet. You saw some ants, and they were just minding their business. And you went and got some water. Watch this. Watch this. Let me find out the OGs. Some air freshener. Cleaning supplies, Windex, 409, Pine Saw. And you ended those precious animals' lives. What's the point you're trying to make? When there's a curse, it doesn't matter how far you think you got. A curse will come and snatch all that progress away. And what I'm going to need you to know in 2019 is God says, I don't need you to be walking in any empowerment to fail. I need you to be walking in the blessing, which is an empowerment to prosper, to do well, and to be whole. He says, you're cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. He says, everybody connected with you is going to experience this. Now, notice, it doesn't specify the details. So here's what we got to do to see if this is at work. Check your life because your life is a report card for any area that's empowered to fail. Some of you, watch this, can we just go deep? It's Wednesday. Can we go deep? Some of you, in your emotions, you are empowered to fail. Because you can't never have a day where you don't get emotional about something that doesn't require that. It's quiet. You can never have a day where you don't show up with extra.com. What's extra.com? Too much for what the situation requires. Y'all not talking to me today. 
Look at your life. Are there any areas where it seems like it's empowered to fail? Because if so, we're going to have to break that off of you tonight. Y'all not talking to me. That's got to end tonight because your life is a report card. And if you got any area where you got some seeds showing up, baby, we need to reverse that and turn that into something else. Somebody say every curse in my life. Say it like you mean it. Say it's broken right now. I need you to not watch this. I need you to not have your check spent before you get it. That ain't happening this year. I need you to not have bills come devour everything you worked for. I need you to not have crazy accidents and medical bills suck up your sin. I need you to not be cursed this year. Watch. He says you're cursed with a curse. It doesn't say it be financial. So this is important. Most people have never been taught this part. Because some people say, well, I don't tithe, and it seems like I'm doing good financially. Mm -hmm. You just can't get a relationship to work for nothing. <laughs> it's quiet in here. People say, well, I'm seeming to do good financially, and I don't, I don't, give, fin I don't give faithfully. I'm seeming to do good financially. That's right. you, but watch this. Th what you really want, you don't have. So you got money, but you still have a deficit. And in 2019, somebody say, no deficits. I dare you to get real bold and say, I declare no lack, no deficit in any area of my life. Some of y'all, y'all faith is going to get stirred in just a minute. If you can't speak life of your, over your own life, don't expect nobody else to do it. If you can't speak well of your own life, don't expect anybody else to do it. That's why the Bible says that God sings a song over us. He's speaking over us. What's the next part of this verse? Can we go deeper? It says, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Verse 10, bring the full tithe. So here's what some people were doing. Lord, here go $20. I know it ain't all of them. I'm put some on it, though. Oh, God. Ooh See, if y'all would have said amen, I would have moved on. Understand my motives as your pastor. I just want everybody that's connected to me blessed. Understand my motives as your pastor. I just want anybody that wears the V to live in victory. Understand my motives as your pastor. I want a church full of debt-free people. Understand my motives as your... Uh, uh, okay, y'all listen. Understand my motives as your pastor. I want you to be the lender and not to borrow. I want them to invite you into the room. Watch this. Not to borrow none from somebody, but to be the one other people need to borrow from. I want us to be the church with America and say, Bishop, we need you to take care of this like they already do. Y'all not saying nothing. I need... So understand my motives as your pastor, okay? Because right, if you don't understand motives, you'll miss the message. Watch. Verse 10, bring the full tithe. Say full tithe. That's all of it. That's the first 10%. That's not after everybody else get theirs. Into the storehouse. Say that's the church. There's no such thing as tithing to the United Way. Let me also deal with this. There's no such thing as tithing your time. Because that's called serving. I tithe my time. That doesn't exist. I tithe my talent. That doesn't exist either. The tithe deals specifically with do, re, me. Translation, money. Dollar, dollar bill. This is only for the bold people. Touch your neighbor and say, it's going to rain on me this year. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time I turn Oh, some of y'all still sitting there. That's all right. You ain't got to get the rain. But I dare the, I dare the ones that believe it. Hop up one time and turn around. I, 
Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's raining on me. Favor's raining on me. Blessing raining on me. Yeah. Be seated. And not just for cash, cars, and clothes, but so that we're blessed to be a blessing. I ain't talking about being selfish and materialistic. No, you're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying so that when there's a need, you can meet it. I'm saying so that if you want to do something, you ain't got to consult your money. Y'all not talking to me. I'm saying to where when you buy it, you ain't got to pull up the app to see if it's there. Y'all not talking to me. I'm saying when we need to build a building cash, we'll be able to do it because y'all not talking to me. So don't miss the message here. Watch this. He says, bring the full tie in the storehouse, church, so there can be food, what, in my house. Practically, it meets the need of the church. It's very practical. Got it? Look at this. And thereby, put me to the test. God says, test me in this. Says the Lord of hosts. That means the Lord who fights for me. If I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. So God says, watch this. This is for my entrepreneurs. If you'll dream it and you're a giver, I'll keep pouring until there's no more need. In your family, God says, go and get it. And if you're a faithful giver, I'll keep pouring until there's no more need. We weren't created to be struggling all our lives. The only people who don't want Christians blessed are demons. The Bible says money's an answer to all things. So why would they not want Christians to have something? So Christians can't run nothing. So we have to beg them to end the shutdown because we couldn't finance the open. Y'all not talking. Touch the neighbor and that's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you still here? All right, now, now watch this. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Stay with me. So, so I need you to get this. We get to give. I need your mentality to shift. You're not losing something. You're sowing something. If you're a farmer and I said plant some seed, you wouldn't say, oh, God, I don't have any more seed. You'd say, oh, no, I'm about to get a harvest. I need you to change your mentality about giving. A lot of times we see it as loss. Ooh, child, I just gave. No, ooh, child, you just gained. Once it leaves your hand, got it? It doesn't leave your life. It goes into your future to be fertilized, and then it will return as a harvest. If what you have in your hand is not enough to meet your need, it's not your harvest, it's your seed. I need you to change your mentality about this. Because watch this, especially if you grew up struggling. If you grew up struggling, you look at money different than people who didn't grow up struggling. If you didn't grow up struggling, you're like, oh, oh, that's, oh great, just get it done. No, what's the big deal? If you grew up struggling, $5. Now, I get two pieces with that, though? I'm just trying to say $5. And God is like, because you can't be trusted with fives, I can't trust you with tens. Because I can't trust you with tens, I can't trust you with hundreds. Because I can't trust you with hundreds, I can't trust you with thousands. Let me get to your level. Because I can't trust you with thousands, I can't trust you with tens of thousands. Because I can't trust you with tens of thousands. Watch this. Let me get to your neighbor's level. I can't trust you with hundreds of thousands. Because I can't trust you with hundreds of thousands. I can't trust you with millions. Because I can't trust you with millions. I can't. Do you get it? God says, if you're fighting me over a $20 offering, why in the world are you asking me to be a millionaire? Ah! Don't you ever let money come between obedience. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Got to change our mentality. 
It says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly, we looked at this on Sunday, will reap what? Sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully is going to reap bountifully. If you hesitate with tens, you won't be trusted with hundreds. Every level up requires sowing up. You need to hear me. Every level up requires sowing up. Everything I'm saying is in the book. So if you got an issue with it, go read the book. And if you don't have a book to read, get our app. Can't get an app, it's on the screen. Right now. Verse 7, each one must give. Say must give. Must. Watch, watch the nuance the Apostle Paul puts on it. As he's decided in his heart. In other words, he says God, watch this, is not only concerned with what we give. He's concerned with how we gave it. God says, I don't need you doing that with an attitude. I don't need you doing that thinking you lost something. I don't need you thinking that that was going to provide for you. I'm your provider, says the Lord. I don't need you to think that that job is your source. I need you to know it's your resource. I don't need you to think, let me get in somebody's business, that that alimony and that child support and separate maintenance are your source. God says, I'm your source. I never need you to see it another way. Okay? Say, I get to give. And it's about to get real in here in just a minute. Uh-huh, because it's starting to rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's starting to rain. Uh-huh. So, what's that rain? Say, fables raining. Uh-huh, yeah, all right, that's it. Each one must give us these decided in his heart, not reluctantly nor under compulsion. Ugh, got to tie I can't wait until the morning I wake up and that direct deposit hit. Don't look at me like you don't get excited, too. I'm offended by your lack of, y'all tried to leave me out there. Are you waiting for me to finish? Okay. Fine, I'm over it, I'm over it. And then I get to send my text again. That is one of the most gratifying, this is me personally, it's one of the most gratifying feelings for me. Because I say, God, look, I can trust you. You can trust me, rather. I trust you. You can trust me. And, and watch this. And Lord, I won't increase. I, I don't think about it. I don't hesitate. I learn not to fight God. Sometimes we'll have guests and they'll receive an offering. I have my phone open saying, what's the number? What's the number? Sir, what is the number? Why? Because I get to give. Truth is, it's all his in the first place. So how are you going to have an attitude giving somebody what's already theirs? Y'all, y'all. Look, look, look at it. Say, God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 7, God says, I want you to be happy about it. Could it be that some of your harvest was killed by your attitude? Okay. Move on. Okay, okay, okay. Hear God. And God is like, baby, I need you to put a smile on your face. Okay, watch. Watch verse 10 or verse 8. And God is able. It only says able because it, this only applies to faithful givers. See, sometimes you're talking about favors coming. Not if you're not a faithful giver. Anything you get is mercy. Mercy is when God blocks something negative that we do deserve. When you're a faithful giver, you can have a reasonable expectation of favor. I never expect to be treated like regular people. Bishop, what do you mean regular people? All the way everybody else gets treated. Because you bishop woman? No, 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 no. I'm a giver. You missed it. Favor is preferential treatment. Touch your neighbor and say, they don't treat us like regular people. You're going to get this in a minute. Touch somebody else and say, they ain't going to treat me like a regular person. 
Not that I'm saying I'm better than, but favor means I get preferential. We don't normally do this, but for you. We don't normally do it like this, but for you. Normally, you got to go through this process, but for you. Somebody shout favor. favor. And here's the thing about favor Wednesday is it's not fair. But it's only not fair to those who didn't faithfully give. Because ah, if you faithfully gave, you'd get the same favor. Because he's no respecter of persons. What he's done for him, never he'll do the same thing for me. Doesn't matter what's in front of your name, behind your name, where you went to school, where you didn't go to school, whether you got your GED, PhD, you're still working on your one, two, threes. God says, and when I favor you, nobody can block it or stop it. So here's the verse. Where are you getting this from, Bishop? It's right here in the Bible. It says, and God is able to make all grace, that's favor, preferential treatment. When you're a faithful giver, you should have a reasonable expectation. Oh, I know that's what the price is. What is my price? I know that's what you're selling the house for to them. You're talking to me, though. I know that's what, watch this, everybody else has to do to get that. And thank God for that. But you're talking to me. I dare somebody that thinks that, watch this, everywhere you go from this day on, you're going to go in there with a reasonable expectation of favor. Why? Because I'm a faithful giver, which means I have a reasonable expectation that I'm going to receive preferential treatment. Watch this, because I'm a faithful giver, and faithful givers flourish. Okay, so, having, watch this. God is able to make all grace abound. That means turn toward you. Instead of having, look at these words, all sufficiency in all things. At all times. Where in that is lack? Where in that is struggling? Where in that is worrying about finances? Did, did you read what I read? No, 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 you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I want you to read it. One, two, ready, read. And God is able <laughs> to make all grace abound towards, say your name. So that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in it. So even though they say the winter's a slow time for us, not for me. The summer's a slow time for us. Come here, entrepreneur, not for you. Because when you are a faithful giver, the Bible says God will turn favor towards you. Somebody say he's leaning in my direction. Uh, I says, verse, verse 10. Now, 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 let's go further. Verse 10, we didn't get to verse 10 on Sunday. He, here it is, who supplies seed to the sower. Ah. So, if you have no seed, it's because God knows you won't give it up. And you got to. I need y'all to act like you already heard the song. And you got to. Do you see what the Bible says? See, I didn't put that in there. It's been there the whole time. It says, he who supplies seed to the sower. Sower, action. God says, I don't trust your mouth on this. I only listen to your actions on this. I know you love me, but that ain't got nothing to do with this. Kiki, if you love me, I need to know that you're giving. Huh? Huh? says, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed to go shopping. Get a new house. 
Gonna be on cribs reloaded. To get a new purse. Ladies, don't get quiet on me because you didn't like that I came down your road. I promise you I ain't done you. So I can get some new Jordans. So I can get some new beard cream. I saw something today. I don't, I prefer clean shit. That's me. But I saw something today for beards, and it was $95. I said, what does it do? <laughs> or just moisturize. I said, man, you better go get you some lotion or something. Get you, get you some anointing oil. That's $2 a bottle. I promise you, you will be good. $95. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm like, what does it do? I said, does it keep insects away? I mean, <laughs> it's got a pheromone or something in it, it's gonna draw people to you. I said, $95. Shoot, you better do like your mama. Put some lotion in your beard, baby. You'll be just, you'll be all right. Put a little water in there with a little lotion. You'll be all right. <laughs> Back to the Bible. He who supplies seed to the, somebody say, Lord. In 2019, I'm going to show you I'm a sower. I'm not letting the offering get in the way. So whatever it is, Lord, that's what it is. Because I'm going to show you you can trust me with seed. I dare you to slap your neighbor, high five, say, can he trust you with seed? Can he trust you with seed? What is he going to multiply, Wednesday? Your seed for sowing. And what is he going to do? Increase the harvest of your righteousness. Why did, watch. How does he say harvest of your righteousness? He says, because what you're doing when you sow is you're demonstrating. Watch this. Say, I'm demonstrating. You're demonstrating your belief in your standing with him. Righteousness means right standing. It says, Lord, I'm demonstrating my belief that you're going to give seed to the sower. I'm demonstrating my belief that you're going to favor me. I'm demonstrating my belief that I'm in right standing with you. Because if I held on to my seed, I'm presupposing you and I ain't good. But what I'm saying is that since you and I are good, my seed is evidence of my belief in our right standing. And since you and I are in right standing, I have a reasonable expectation of faith. You hear, Wednesday? Now, look at verse 11. I want you to read this verse. Because these verses are like wild. I want you to read them. One, two, ready, you read it. Stop. Remember, you're a conduit. It's not just, Lord, let me get everything I can get. I'm a conduit. So let's read it one more time. Put your name where it says you. One, two, ready, read. Will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way. Say, I get to give, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Look at me. God says, when you're a conduit, other people will see you and give God glory because they see how faithful you are as a giver. And he says, and you get it. He says, people will look at your life and give God thanks because they look at how you are a giver. Did you, that's what it says right there. Got it? All right. Here's the second point. So let's go deeper, Bishop. Second point I gave you on Sunday was we live to give. Proverbs 11, 25. Whoever brings blessings will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. You remember the whole, uh, the whole demonstration I did? We did the water and all that? Now, let's go deeper. We're best when we're pouring or watering or giving. Same thing. Because we're, we're going beyond finances now. Say it's bigger than money. 
But we often preserve instead of our poor, instead of poor because of painful experience from when we poor. And we looked at Paul's testimony, and Paul kept pouring despite his testimony. Let's just revisit it real quick. 2 Corinthians 6, 4. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. Paul, if I'm honest with you, Paul had this little arrogance thing that life had to help him with. Pride will rob you of a lot more than the devil ever could. Arrogance will rob you of a lot more than the devil ever could. Pride had this, Paul had this issue because he started comparing himself to the other OGs. Paul was a new G, uh, translation. Uh, Paul was new to the game and, uh, as an apostle, and th- there was these other guys who had been there with Jesus. So Paul shows up, and Paul in Galatians, he gets pretty arrogant. He's like, these men who appear to be pillars, I withstood them. And then later on, Paul was like, I'm the least among them. Because life started slapping him around. Don't have to get slapped because you wouldn't sit down. No. It got real quiet right there. Don't don't let life have to slap you around because you won't hear. I'm going to need you to lift your hands and say, Lord, forgive me for my pride. Forgive me. Matter of fact, can we just take five seconds and just ask God to forgive us for our pride and our arrogance and every time we wouldn't hear and every time we tried to do it our way and our lack of humility. Father, forgive us tonight in the name of Jesus. And we pray that you would not count our sins against us as we deserve, but that you wash it white as snow. You cleanse us and give us a fresh start. In fact, we declare five, four, three, two, one, fresh start right now in Jesus' name. If you believe it, give him glory right there. Let's move. It says, he says, he says, we commend ourselves. That's why I brought up the pride, because look what he says. I commend, we commend ourselves. Who are you talking about? Himself. He says, look at me. Look at what I've done. By great endurance, in afflictions, he poured. In hardships, he poured. In calamities, he poured. Verse 5. In beatings, he poured. After being locked up, they had him. They wouldn't let him out. Paul said he was locked up and he still poured. Paul, the only guy locked up getting folks saved. Him and Joseph, actually. Joseph, Old Testament Joseph. Paul's locked up and Paul and, Paul and Silas in there singing. Come on in the room. <laughs> that's, that's too old for some of y'all. Okay. Okay, that's real old. Okay. Let's leave that alone. Okay, yeah. Bible says they're singing psalms so much so that as they start praising God, you know the story. The prison shakes. Everybody's doors open. The jailer's like, he thinks he's going to, you know, he's gonna, they're going to take his life. And Paul goes through all these changes. And, and Paul's locked up, still pouring. They get that guy saved. The jailer, who was about to take his life, they say, don't commit suicide. They get that guy saved. Paul was still pouring, even though he was locked up. How many folk, if that was your story, watch this, you'd go bitter. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Riots, labors, sleepless nights. You're not yourself when you're sleepless. When you ain't had sleep, everybody know. I wish I had an honest church through here Wednesday. Hunger. You're not yourself when you're hungry. And don't be sleepy and hungry. It's a whole situation going on. You're trying to lay hands to him. Watch, watch. Through honor and dishonor. Paul said, they dishonored me and I kept pouring. That's a tough one. 
Let me talk to every leader, every entrepreneur, every business owner in the room. One of the most difficult things you will deal with is pouring into people that watch this with nothing when you found them, and now that they're a little something, they now turn on you as if they were that way when you found them. <laughs> Happened to Jesus with Judas. No, didn't nobody want Judas. He got around Jesus all of a sudden. Hey, Jude, come on in the meeting, bro. Come on over. Have cocktails. Talk about Jesus. What's going on with Jesus? And then when, Jesus, when they got Jesus, Judas showed up to the party like, hey, guys. They're like, we don't want you here. Well, I came to bring you the money back. Keep that. We can't put that back in the treasury. Oh, and you thought we wanted to hang out? Oh, God, you were only valuable because of who you were next to. You thought it was you. I said it. Watch. Through slander and praise. Slander is malicious gossip. Slander is where they make up stuff. Last Wednesday after church, somebody went on, on something, and they said that I said, I demanded that everybody give $10,000. And then they said, no, this, no, this is what they said. And then they said, I said God was going to be mad if they didn't give. And then called me a vulture. Like vultures hang around dead stuff. At least give me some credit for giving life to people. I mean, really? You're going to need to come up with something better. And if you're here tonight, you need to come down. I'm going to lay hands on you. Sons, keep the house. <laughs> Bitch, ain't no vulture now. So look. So watch this, though. It was malicious. I was like, that's a lie. I said, the tape reveals. That's a lie. The lie detector proves. That's a lie. And I said, this was last Wednesday. And I said, this is crazy. I said, this is crazy. And so I prayed about it, gave it to the Lord, and, and, and that was it. But here's what's significant to me, y'all, is that it was malicious. It was, it was a bold-faced lie. Anybody ever been slandered? It's makeup stuff about you. Don't know you from nobody. Yeah, I think that's so-and-so's cousin, because, see, I had met, now I had met her, and I think that's, now, is that her child? Because that don't look like her eyes. I don't know. Y'all not talking to me? And Paul said, I know you lying. Watch this. Here's how you know you really grown in the spirit. Where you can look at the gossip and still serve them. Y'all not talking to me. Where you can look at who lied on you and say, let me still serve you. Let me still pray for you. So to whoever that was, I'm praying for you. Somebody holler, I'm praying for them. That's how you know you really grew up in the spirit. That's how you know you're really mature. It's when you can look at the gossip and they don't know what you know. Somebody say, I'm going up, I'm going up. Oh, I'm going up, I'm going up. And praise. He poured when he was praised. We were treated as imposters, yet we're true. You ever had somebody act like you were the one that did them wrong? And the one that did them wrong, they pulled close? Y'all don't know. One, four people know about that? Paul said, they treated me like I'm an imposter. They treated me like I'm new. And I'm the one, what they don't know is that I'm the one that had the conversation. Okay, let, let me get in your business. Since, since I'm going to need the middle section to come with me. What's this? What's this? Somebody said we're here. What's this? What's this? What's this? I'm going to need you to understand. What's this? 
What they don't know is that they spouse came to you. And you sent them back and prayed. And now they got an attitude with, oh, okay, y'all don't want to talk real. I thought this was harvest. I thought we could tell the truth around here. And so now, because it's, you know, because it's winter, they booed up. And you like, good luck with that, baby. Good luck. Be encouraged. Keep the faith. Verse 9, as unknown yet well known. Paul said, when nobody knew who I was, I was pouring. Paul said, when nobody knew, I was the apostle Paul. That's not how you say apostle, by the way. Nobody knew I was apostle Paul. Nobody knew that you were Cleveland Heights prom queen of 89. <laughs> Nobody knew that you used to run Overland. You shut it down. <laughs> For all my digital people, that's a local high school. That's just a few minutes away. They didn't know that you were the gate in way. You were the gateway. <laughs> Paul said, when they knew who I was and when they didn't know who I was, I still poured. Sometimes we only pour when we think we're important. Ah. So I ain't going to get the lead no song? Mm -mm, I ain't going to be able to do that. I ain't going to get the main keyboard? It's quiet in here and I don't even care. I don't get the main keyboard? I, I ain't going to be able to do that. I can't be the senior director over the ushers? No, nah, I ain't going to be able to do that. Senior director. Because we need multiple ones apparently. <laughs> you need to respect me. See this badge? Oh, I must be in the Kool-Aid. Some of y'all do, some of the people do this on your job. You've done all the work, show up to the meeting and, okay. Let's move on, move on. I know it. As unknown yet well-known. If it's your first time, we have this much fun all the time. Watch this. I'm just being a little extra real tonight. Is that all right with you? I'm just trying to get you to give it up so that God can give you everything he's got for you. That's all. As dying and behold, we live. Paul said, I wasn't doing great, but I was still helping people do great. Verse uh, 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 10. Let's get to 10. As sorrowful yet rejoicing. Paul said, when I wanted to cry, I still pouring. When, 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 let me tell you, let me, let me talk to my dream team for a moment. When you're going through, that's not the time to sit down. That's the time to serve through it. Let me talk to my pastors that are watching. When you're going through, that's not the time to sit down. That's the time to preach your way through it. Get up. You didn't sit yourself down. Stand up. I'm talking to a pastor. He's watching right now. Okay? That's the time to preach your way through it. If you a singer, sing your way through it. I ain't going to be singing for a little while. Get your mind on this stage and sing. Sing the song, Anime Bullock. You ain't going on stage. You about to go on stage. <laughs> I got too many. I got San Antonio. I got, I got too many dates. I got too many dates now. Oh, you're going to do me like the rest of them sons. <laughs> okay. Left a good job down in the street. <laughs> Hold on, how'd they do it? Did I say how they do it? Doom, 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 doom. 
Lift your hands. Father, save these people tonight in Jesus. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm the one saying this. Okay, watch this. <laughs> Let me finish. Watch. As sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Paul said, I wanted to break down and cry, but I poured. The people that I was encouraging, Paul says, didn't know that I was the one that needed the encouragement the most. But the reason I didn't need it from them is because I sold it. And because I sold it, I got it back from the Lord. Yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. Now, here's the question. Here's the question. I got to finish this. Can, 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 I'm eight minutes over. Can I about two more minutes? Here's the question. Well, Bishop, how do I keep people from abusing my poor? Because many of you, this was a difficult concept. Most times we're extremists when we hear something new. So we go to the extreme, to where you just get used and ran over and stepped over and talk about, I'm doing it for God's glory. Or the other extreme, when you, I ain't doing nothing for nobody. Touch your neighbor and say, stop being an extremist. But let's be honest. Some of y'all already know. Some of y'all left church like, so, I, so do I give it another chance? I don't know. I'm confused. Hmm. Do I pray about this again? I'm confused. Let me help you. Let me help. You keep people from abusing your poor. Watch this Wednesday, and we're going to 10 real fast. You hear me, Frost? All right. <laughs> Love you, son. <laughs> when you pour without expectation of return from them. But listen to the, ne the next part. But if you see no return from them, stop pouring. Let me say the whole phrase again so you get it. Whole phrase again. You keep people from abusing your poor when you pour without expectation. Poor, give. We learned that. Without expectation of return from them. But if you see no return, you stop pouring. Now, can we go deeper? You always pour down. You never pour up. So don't confuse serving and pouring. Because some people say, I've been serving for two months now at the church, and I ain't seeing that. I'm going to stop pouring. Ooh, baby, you got a bad understanding. You serve up, you pour down. Let, let, me, let me hear that, please. Go on, open it up for me, would you? Gracias. Mm -hmm. Now, when I pour, let me, let me, you got something I can pour this on to? Okay, all right. Okay, we're just going to pour it on the floor. All right. Come on, something, somebody, give me something to pour it in. Give me that bucket right there. There's a bucket right there. The bucket. <laughs> Give me the bucket. <laughs> Thank you, son. Ain't none of you giving in here, all right? Say pour. pour. Notice there's no way to make this go up. Do you see this? I sow up, I serve up, but I can always only pour down. So some of you talk about, I'm pouring, my boss asked me to do this, I'm pouring and I ain't getting there. No, that's serving up. That's sewing up. Pouring, you can only ever pour down. Did you catch this? Thank you, son. Did you get that, church? Now, this is important. Can I go a little bit deeper? Can I go a little bit deeper? Okay. Ephesians 6, 8. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive the same back from the Lord. So where do we get our return from? The Lord. Not who we did it for. Got that? 
We don't get it back who we did it for necessarily. We get it back from the Lord. But I keep you from abusing my poor if I see no return from my poor. We talk to every leader, every business owner, every manager, every supervisor. If you're pouring into your employees, you're pouring into your staff, you're pouring into your team, and you got that one person that, that you got to keep repouring, you have now overexerted yourself for somebody who's proven they don't value the poor. So even though I don't expect it from you, I ain't, I, I, that, I ain't got nothing but love for you. Okay? D did you catch the principle there? Because I don't want us to be an extremist and you go out there getting knocked around, slapped around, beat down on top, and I'm just pouring for Jesus. Oh, Y'all are quiet in here. Can I go deeper? Okay, in Luke 13, I'm going to set somebody free real quick. Can I set somebody free? Luke 13. I said I was going to borrow two minutes. Those are preaching minutes, which means they're effectively some random number that none of us know. Luke 13, <laughs> 6 through 9. Let me help you. Say, I live. To give. Yeah. Right? Luke 13, 6 through 9. This guy asks uh, the Lord a question. The question is, you know, well, how, how long do I keep trying? Mm. And he told him this parable. A man had a fig tree that he planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit, and he found what? None. How do you get fruit from a tree? Got to water it. Got to pour. He who waters will be himself. So I got a poor. And he said to the vine dresser, look, for three years now, I came seeking fruit on you. And for three years, I've been pouring into you, and I don't have nothing to show. Watch this. He said, cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? Okay, look at me. How many of them friendships have exceeded Okay. How many of them associateships? <laughs> How many of them people, the only time you hear from them is when they need something? You see the principle? Okay, let's go to the next verse. Next verse. Come on, next verse. Then he answered him, sir, let it alone this year until I dig around it and put some manure on it. Next verse. I'm going to move on past that. Then, if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. If not, cut it down. What, what's the principle here? Sometimes we don't know, watch this, when it's over. Woo! It's quiet in the church. Y'all were shouting a minute ago, I should leave this alone. Because I'm all up in your Kool-Aid. What's the flavor? Sometimes, come on, we got to go... Sometimes we don't know when a friendship is dead. Sometimes we don't know when a dating relationship is dead. Sometimes you don't know, watch this, when a family relationship is dead. Bishop, those can't die. Oh, yes, they can. Read your Bible. Jesus redefined family and relatives. His mama and brother showed up while he's preaching one day. And I'm getting ready to close. His mama, and, uh, his mama and brother showed up one day. And when they showed up one day, they were getting ready to um, uh, outside the meeting. And Jesus' disciples were like, Jesus, your mama and them outside. Your mama and them outside. They're trying to talk to you. Jesus like, who my mama and them? He said, whoever does the will of my father, this is my mama and them. Oh, that's the Bishop Foreman translation. Mama and them means mothers and brothers. 
Jesus redefined family and relatives. You need to know that sometimes you have, watch this, more in common with people you're not related to. He redefined relatives and family. He said relatives means we share common ancestry. Family means we're headed in the same direction. He points over to his disciples and he says, this is my family. This is my brother. This is my mother. What are you trying to say? Jesus gives us a clear parable. He says, listen, after you've been poor for three years, he said, now go do some working at the roots. And after that root work, if it ain't working, that tree is way too dead. You need to. That friendship is way too dead. You need to. Cut it. Cut it. Did you get that, church? I wanted to make sure I just went deeper there. Here's the last point. We're going home. Verse, uh, verse 3. Third point. We give to live. I want to go deeper on that real quickly. Let's go deeper real quick. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever one sow, that will he also reap. The Bible doesn't say who you're going to reap it from. Know how you're going to reap it. Let's go deeper. What are you sowing that you don't want to reap because you can't rebuke a harvest? Can we go deeper? Is there something you're doing right now that you don't want to reap next year? Are there words you're saying now that you don't want to reap? Are there thoughts you're having now you don't want to reap? Can we all be honest? There's some stuff that if we, if we just absorb this real quickly with these last 10 seconds, there's some stuff we don't want to reap. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever I sow, so let's, let's go down the list. If I sow love, I'll reap. Harvest is always greater. If I sow, watch this, peacemaking, I'm going to reap peacemaking. But if I sow drama, if I sow mess, if I sow dissension amongst the brethren, if I sow, y'all not talking to me tonight, if, if I sow confusion, if I sow rebellion, if I sow dishonor, if I sow, watch this, some of you parents, whatever you sow to your leader, your children will sow to you. What if I'm sowing something I don't want to reap? So here's what we're going to do. Father, say this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, reveal to me every area of my life where I need to change what I'm sowing so I can ensure I'm going to like what I'm reaping in Jesus name in Jesus name would you just take just I want to end this experience like this would you just take take a piece of paper or your phone and just think of one or two things and if you can think of more than two things just write down my digital people I want you to do the same thing one or two things you want to not sow maybe it's a thought you know a thought is a seed because a thought can become an action that's what the Bible says take your thoughts captive arrest them interrogate them Watch this. Some people in here, you're a conspiracy theorist about everything. What you sow is a bunch of conspiracy about everything. It's quiet in church. Thank you, right section, for understanding that point. Some folks, you sow inconsistency. So you reap inconsistency. You want a level of friend that you're not. In relationships, some of you are like, you know, you're not sowing into your spouse, but you want to reap from your spouse. 
You guys super quiet right there. Is there something we're showing? Just one or two things. And we all have some. One thing, can I tell you I want to mind? Y'all nosy. I just, I just joking. So, I, I, let me clean it. Let me sterilize it. Um, sometimes, um, I don't like a lot of extra, right? I don't like a lot of, I like simple, make it happen, get to the point, that kind of thing. And one of the things I realized about, as I was, I prepared this, uh, finished this last night, and one of the things I realized about me is that sometimes um, if it's not laid out clearly for me, my mind will create a very vivid scenario of what happened. Okay, y'all judging me right now. So my mind will create, oh, so they didn't do, so they, huh. Wow. So that's what we're doing. Father and Jesus, you know. And so sometimes I step back and say, I need to sow, watch this, not jumping the gun. It, it, y'all have left me, I am never telling you any of my business again because the way y'all just left me out there. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about because you shoot first. You show up with an attitude. Now what's going on? What is the problem? Nothing. We were just trying to give it to you. Oh. Well, you should have said that. And now you didn't tick everybody off and come on. But this is the last time I tell y'all my business. <laughs> Say, Father, please forgive us for what we've sown that we don't want to reap. I uproot that seed that's negative that I don't want to reap. I learned a lot tonight. Give me the grace to walk it out, to live it out. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, if you're well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.